We're going to begin the we're going to begin this part of the Kuntras Havaida of the Rabbi Ashab's Khusay Glen of Akalis. Shalom Belbeir from Lubavitch, the fifth of the Tzadikim of the Nasim from Beis Chabad. He was the father of the Rebbe Rayatz, Rabbi Yasef Yitzchak, who was the father-in-law of the, of the Rebbe, Shusei Yelenu. And this by no means is any kind of an indication that we have finished the course of the Valtanya. We haven't started the Chlal. And all of the Tzadikim from Chabad lived in order to explain the Torahs of the Zayda, of the Balatani. All, all of the Torahs and its massive amount of material, there is no other. There is no other school of, of Yiddishkeit, Bechlal, that has produced as much Torah as we have from Beis Chabad. Not even close. It's not even close. The amount of material from that world of the Tzadikim from Chabad is fills an entire library and all of it is a page on the Torah of the Alter Rebbe the Baltanya. all of the Torahs the Rebbe Ashad was one of the one of the most influential Sadiqim the 20th century the Rebbe Ashab was called by the Chassidim the Rambam of Chassidus. The Yisaitis and the depth of his tires is breathtaking. Rambam is breathtaking. At the same time that we're talking about the Rashab, I mentioned to you in the past, we have a Maimah from the Rashab called Tafresh Ayin Beis. The Maimah Tafresh Ayin Beis, Bishal Shikdimu, is three volumes. Each volume is around 600, 700 pages, and it was one mimer. One mimer, Rishoshik Dimanasal Nishma, and it goes, the entire mimer goes with the parishes of the Shavuot and all the Yom Tayyim. That mimer goes, went throughout the entire year, Tafresh Ayn Beis. One Machshava, one mimer, is explaining. It's marvelous Arayim, the Oymek, the depth of, uh, of the Titus of the, of the Rashab and the clarity of his tyrants. At the same time, at the same time, he felt very much the need to bring the tyrants down to the Hamayn Am, to the simple people. He understood more than anybody that the fact that somebody was a card-carrying member of the group didn't mean that he was necessarily a, a, a genius or makubal that could follow the tyrus of the Mishpacha and his own tyrus. And there's a Pchina Mamash of a Mashpili Leroy's where the Tzaddik came down to the people. That's us. To come down to the people. And therefore we have Kuntresim, we have tyrus Kuntresim from the from the shop. This is not going to be simple, but it's going to be Misham doable. But the Kuntresim that we have from him speak very, very directly to each and every one of us on a very basic level of our Avaidus Hashem. 
And therefore I was so excited when the Chavah from the uh, from the Vad for the Birei Chasidus from Hechel Menachem when they when they started putting out they started to put out some of the Kuntresim from the Rashab. There's only a part of the Kuntres Alveda, the part of the, a part of the Kuntres Alveda on Yerushalayim and Kabbalah Samachus Shemayim. So let's let's read the Psicha. Let's learn together the Psicha. It's on page Roman numeral seven, the beginning. To get an idea of what it's about, of what the mime is about, it follows the same format where the top is going to be the words of the Rashab and underneath they're going to be Biurim. It's, a, it's, a, it's less on, on, on sentence by sentence and more inion by inion, but it's the same, basically the same format that we're familiar with over the years. So let's read the Tzicha. Ha'akara b'kabolos ahechrech b'kabolos amalchus shemayim. The the absolute necessity that there be a kabolos amalchus shemayim for a person's acceptance of the yoke of heaven. From now on, I'm going to avoid that yoke of heaven thing. I think everybody knows what it means. Kabolos amalchus shemayim. I never liked that sentence, yoke of heaven. Because I never saw the word yoke in any other context except yoke of heaven. And it was always in those old books when we were kids that we didn't relate to too well. The Kabbalah's Omach Shemaim. The Ol. An Ol. Ki Yisraeli As a base, as the basis of one's Avedis Hashem, Kabbalos O Malchus Shemayim. Ein by Mishum Chiddush. That's nothing new. There's no Chiddush in that. It's every single day when we say Shema, to be Makabel O Malchus Shemayim, to accept upon ourselves the Malchus of Hashem and the O of what that obligates us, is what's Machayev us. That's not a Chiddush. Ha'inyin Mefurish B'Mishnah. This is in the, in the Mishnah in Brachas, and in many, many places, of course, in Chazal. The same way that Chassidus reveals a new and an inner deeper light to all areas, all matters of Avad Hashem, so it is with this. We know that there's such a thing called Kabbal Samach Hashemayim. And we also know that it's the basis of our Yiddishkeit. But the Pneumius, the Pneumius of what that means has been revealed to us by, through the teachings of Chassidus. Hamusa Kabbalah's Ol. That concept of Kabbalah's Ol, the Fipshuta Moira al Whenever we think of the words Kabbalah's Ol, from the time that we're children or whenever a person started to learn about Yiddishkeit, Kabbalah's all always implies coercion. Kabbalah's all is coercion. The same way when you load up the animal, that's a Kabbalah's all. The animal would rather be grazing with the, with the rest of his chaveir, or chaveiris, whatever. And, and the, 
and we place the ol upon the behema, we we hear in the words Kabbalah's ol, I'd rather not. Well, what can I do? It's I have no choice. So there's a the in in the Kabbalah's ol, in the words Kabbalah's ol, there's a feeling of kfir, of coercion, of force. The way we receive the Torah, of kfir, and hechrich, that is something that I must do, regardless of how I feel. A person who has great pleasure and, and chiyas in something that he's doing, he doesn't feel that it's an all. He doesn't feel that it's an all. You, ever, you, you, you feel a person doesn't feel it's an all to go to sleep. It's a kabbalah's all. A person feels that it's an all to have the first piece of chala on Friday night with the, the, you know, the fish and the chrein. That's a kabbalah's I enjoy that. It's a pleasure. It's not much a pleasure. It's a pleasure. It's not a Kabbalah's all to take a kid by the chuppah. Is it Kabbalah's all to change a million diapers? Yeah, that's a Kabbalah's all. It's a kfi and a hechach. What am I going to leave the kid like that? But uh, the is not a, it's not a Kabbalah's all. It's a tamak. It's a pleasure. A person, a person who has a tanig and a chiyas, he doesn't feel an all in what he's in, in, in what he's doing. He doesn't feel that he's carrying a, a burden in what he's doing. See, when the kids, when you're talking to kids in school, every kid is in school is a kabbalah's all. Being in school is kabbalah's all. That's that's. He's starting off. He's starting off with a losing proposition. He's starting off because the kid doesn't want to go. It's for the kid. It's the worst thing in the world to leave, to leave uh, to leave to leave home and to go to school. And and the whole Indian of being in school and with the homework and the tests. It's a kfi and a hechrech. It's not a tanug. When you when you're learning with when you're learning with grown-ups. Someone wants to come to learn. That's a, that's a that's not that's not a hard thing. When a person doesn't understand, why do I have to do this? Why do I have to behave this way? Or if it's something that you're doing that you feel absolutely no pleasure doing, that you feel no pleasure doing, the worst thing a, per, a person. Has a panosa and, and he hates what he's doing. There are a lot of people like that. So a person has a kabbalah soul. A person has a kabbalah soul. I never understood. You know, I, I don't mean to pick this out of other professions. It's a very harsh of a profession, but I never understood like how does a dentist to have his whole life is looking into someone's mouth, and, or to have his hands and and, and uh, go around over there. And it's, okay, a person, a person who enjoys it. So he has a chiz, and he gets up for work, and he's helping people, and he thinks about how he's helping this person. If a person doesn't enjoy what he's doing, so he has to make a panosa. It's a kabbalah soul, and it's called ol ha-panosa. Panosa is an ol. There, there are some people who enjoy, mamish enjoy what they're doing. I know most people do, or they don't, but uh, judging by the, just uh, when I talk to people, it seems to me that uh, very few people enjoy so much what they're doing. But they do it because they have to. What am I going to do? Would I do this if I had nothing to do? If I didn't have to make a panasa, would I do this? Well, but you majored in that in college and you went to the graduate school and everything. Yeah, I know. What am I? I don't know what I was getting into. I mean, these are little shyness that. But now, 
it's lacha ma'isa, and I have a family, and I have to pay the tuitions, and I have to give the stock, and I have it. Okay. So a person doesn't have anno. So we may look, panos is an o. Panos is a big o. It's Kabbalah's o. You know how many times I've heard from, from people, it's a pachet. You never thought that Jews would talk this way, but I've heard over the years quite a few times from people where there are parents who have told the child that we didn't want to have you. It was an era mistake. I heard this many times. Many times from people. Where the parents uh, were always angry with the kid and we didn't want to have you. You should know we didn't want to have you. So the kid looks at himself as an old in his whole life. And the parents say, it's a, the parents say, we will take care of you. That's Kabbalah's old. See, understand, what kind of a way is that to raise a child? The whole, the whole, the whole Metzius of the relationship is a Kabbalah's old. Means that's not Hanod, that's not Talmud. It's Kabbalah's old. It's hard to believe, right? That, 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 hard, but, but I'm telling you, more than, more than five or six times over the years, I've heard such a thing. Most recently, a week ago, someone told me Bahach Lashen. The mother said to the child, I never wanted you. That's finished. That's ready. How about the guy that's, that's a Kaseda in these things? But by, by Yidin, such a such a thing, a Lashen like that. In a mag, Yishum Oynig Vanavas, when you have no choice and you have to do something, so you do it. It's Kabbalah's all. Kach the Kach b'Avodas Hashem, Shazer Shadam Mekabbalah Latzmai Al Malchusi Yis Baruch. This is the way we. This is the way we always understood it, and that was all part of telling the you know just telling the boys be quiet and put you put your finger on the place you know, and and the girls they say it in a nicer way, but it's basically this is the program. And just you don't have to make it, which is true. Things that we don't understand doesn't mean we shouldn't. God forbid, we shouldn't do it. You do whatever you have to do. But the it sounds from the beginning of our lives. It always sounded like kabbalos omachu shemayim. By definition, means hechrech kfiya, coercion, blitan legvana. Right, without pleasure, without enjoyment. That's the, that's the way we understand kabbalos all. It means forcing ourselves. The same way that I don't enjoy work, but I have to, and I, and I do what I have to in order to make a living, so I don't enjoy Yiddishkeit, but I do what I have to. I do what I have to. So I have a boss at work, and I have a boss in Shemai. Lefizah, <laughs> according to this way of understanding, this superficial way of understanding Kabbalah's Omachu Shemai, which is the way that the vast majority of Jews, observant Jews, understand Kabbalah's Omachu Shemai, Lefizah, Ha'avaydimitar Kabbalah's Ol, Hi Inyan Chitzayni Eitzel Ha'adam. Right away, it's set up, it's set up for failure. Because Kabbalah's all, even by the most observant person, is an Indian chitzani. It's something which is external to who you really are. It's not really me. That's why it feels like I have to force it. It's not really me. Davening is painful because it's not really me. For that person who's painful for it, it's not really me. Getting up to go to a, to an Indian, it's not really me. Learning, it's not really me. 
It's a mitzvah. A mitzvah. Give me the. What, what could I do that I want to. I, I know I have to do this mitzvah. I know I have to get a lulav and Just let's get it over with. You know, tell me what I have to get, and I'll get it. But it's it's chitzayni. It's outside of me, and something that's outside of yourself, it's without einig. It's without chiz. It's a kabbalah soul. But that kabbalah soul is chitzayni to the person himself. With his physical limbs and organs, he goes through the motions of being the kind the mitzvahs that Hashem says. But his soul and his inner life are not found in his avodas Hashem. Something else, whatever he, that's his family, his food, his traveling, whatever it is that gives a person chiyus and But the 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 avodas Hashem is a davar chitzayim, because it's a kabbalah soul. Because there's no chiyas, there's no life, there's no tanig, there's no pleasure. More than that. Oh, in this way, a person is in a constant struggle with his yetsahara. It's a constant battle. Just like if you hate work, it's a constant battle to go to work. If you, if you hate what, you, what you're doing, it's mamish a struggle. And the other side, the side that challenges you're going to work or doing what, those things that you hate, ha, has your ear. I hate doing this. And the other side says, so then... Maybe you shouldn't do it. And that's what the Yetzirah is. Maybe you shouldn't. And then when you like, let's say there's an Avera that, that, that you feel that would be very, very enjoyable. And the only reason you're not going to do this Avera is Alt Kabbalah Sol. Kabbalah Sol, it's a thing. But you understand the Yetzirah says. What kind of, is this a contest? That you enjoy, this you don't enjoy. The nature of a person from the, from the time that he's in the world is that he wants to enjoy. I, he just he wants to be able to have pleasure. Kabbalah's all, which means to us, on the surface, it means anything that I have to do, I don't enjoy. But there are things in life that I enjoy. Getting a faslichus at 5.30 is not one of them, right? So, is he a her? It's a constant struggle with Yitzhah. Each time he comes up against something in terms of that he doesn't understand. You see, when you understand something, then you can have a little bit of a chiz. You can have more of a chiz. Oh, this makes sense to me. So someone tells you to honor your parents. Okay, I understand. They were good to me. So I can have more of a chiz in doing that. My parents are good to me. But anything... Wherever when it comes to something I don't understand, I mean, what difference does it make? You know, uh, this aspect like this or like that. This can be any aspect. But I don't understand it. Uh, then he says, 
It's not something you naturally enjoy. You have to struggle and fight against the Yitzhar. That's the story of our lives, right? I think we all agree. This is it. We try to be good soldiers. We try to be good soldiers and we force ourselves. We force ourselves to do it. So that is the traditional understanding of Amach Hushamayim, Kabbalah's all that we grew up with. And here, Boa Mishnah's Chassidus. Here, Chassidus comes along, Umazbir, and explains. Shamitius Inyan Kabbalah's O Malchus, O Malchus Yisbarach, Eitz of Bnei Yisrael, Chudava Pnimi Venavshi. Chassidus is Megala, the Pnimius of Tyre. That all that we were just talking about until now, that's not how Hashem Baruch planned it for us. It's like everything else, it's our misinterpretation and how we batch it up. Chassidus is Megala that the Amitis, the truth of real Kabbalah, when we learn we understand what it is, is a Dava Pnimi V'Nafshi. It's inside, it's Pnimi. And nafshi, it's soulful and, and, and internalized. And Yonash HaKabolos HaMalchus Yisbaruch Hu Belashon HaRabbeinu B'Kuntras How does Chassidus translate Kabolos HaMalchus HaMalchus Shemaim? The way the Rashab says in the Kuntras. Look at these beautiful words. These are four beautiful, elegant words of what Kabbalah's Malchus Shemayim, how we have to think of Kabbalah's Malchus Shemayim. Litein es atzmai la'elokus. Giving yourself over to godliness. Give yourself over to God. It's a whole different world. Just those four words. Litein es atzmai la'elokus. Ayyidei shamachus yizbarach nirgeshes benafsha shal adam pnima. When a yid feels the Malchus of Hashem deep within himself, he feels automatically, naturally, that he's not free to do whatever he wants in this world. But he feels like doing. Or whatever comes into his head, but he feels like doing. What would give him pleasure. The person lives every moment of his life and the bailus under the ownership being in the under the bailus of a Kaddish Baruch Avshar Rabbeinu Marach B'Kuntras B'Kam Inyan and Pratim even though the Rashab goes into a number of Inyanim of specific Inyanim in the Kuntras that we have to be careful with. Dafka, those things where we feel it's the hardest Kabbalah's all. The biggest Kabbalah's all is not in sitting in a sukkah. The biggest Kabbalah's all is not to go uh, for two days a year to, to, to hear the shaykh of us. Kabbalah's all. It's not the biggest. To control what you look at. Shmiya what you're listening to, Hadiba, what you're saying, right? That's the hardest Kabbalah. Most people just give up on that stuff to be. Try to keep Shabbos and do the other stuff, but 
what I look at, what I listen to, what I hear, what I say, my taiva for eating, inappropriate thoughts, that means the taiva for the taiva for inyanim between the men and women of the the Rebbe does go with and, and talk about specific inyanim and strengthening the Kabbalists all. But always, always, throughout the countries and in all of Chesidus, the Nakudah Pnimis in this Avaida is not if you look at that, you're going to go to Gehenna. Or just don't look at that because it's wrong. And and you have to be macabre that all of it being wrong and knowing that it's wrong. Throughout all of the Rebbe's warnings and chizik regarding these things, which we begin with actually, begins with seeing, with Re'iyah, Shmi and Dibur and so on, Taivas, the Nakuda Hapnimis Bavadazuhi Atayhan Hapnimi Hanal. It's always the Taychan Hapnimi. The Kabbalist Omalchus Shemaim, which is Mesira or Nesina Le'elokus. Not that I accept upon myself, I accept not to do the wrong things. Al Kabbalist all because of Hechrech and Kfir, coercion and force. But because of Mesira or Nesina Le'elokus. Because I've handed my life over and given myself over to Elokus, to godliness. Shu Regesh Pnimi Venafshi, which is not an external thing which is not a matter of force and pressure and coercion, but it's a regish pnimi venafshi. It's a deep, soulful feeling. A Jew from the old generation, and I've said this, I've spoken about this so many times, One of the problems, especially here in the neighborhood, we don't see too many old Jews. This is a very big chisarin in our neighborhood. It's an interesting thing. I don't, I, I, whatever the explanation is for that, why there aren't so many older people. When we grew up, you know, in the shul, there were a lot of there were a lot of old yidden. In this neighborhood, in this neighborhood, there, I don't know about the demographics and how that worked out. And where 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 are the where are the Zaydis and Bobbies? I'm not sure. Huh? In Florida, many of the, many, no, many of them. The, thank God, many of the generation I could afford to be, you know, in places that are more comfortable for them and, and easier for them. That's that's true. There are, there, I know, there are other explanations why that is. Why that is? And parents don't didn't want to leave their their homes. They can't they can't afford to live in, in, in a more expensive area. I mean, there are many many reasons for it. But I know when I where I grew up, we were we were surrounded by by uh, old Yidden. And and the 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 outstanding characteristic of an, uh, of that Jew, Mehador Hayoshin. There are a million things that are so charming and amazing and beautiful that we're missing to a great extent. It's not so much those of us who are a little bit older remember that and we're we're familiar with that. But the young people here in the neighborhood. I think they, they think that they think that Yiddishkeit came into existence recently. I think a lot of the young people here they they just think that it, uh, it's just the last 20, 30 years ever since 
Sabra opened on Central Avenue or something like that, there's been Yiddishkeit. <laughs> so out of contact, and it's astounding to me. I told you that my wife came to her class last year, and a very, very wonderful Choshev of senior girls. I'm going to tell you something. You're going to think maybe you're going to say, what's the big deal? There was only one girl in the entire senior class that heard of the Baba Virabi. My wife is telling us, was saying something about the Baba Virabi. And she hasn't said. And the one girl that heard is because the grandfather, the, her grandfather is a Baba Virabi. Yeah, I know, I know. She was all excited. And the other girl said, well, they were laughing, Baba, Baba, what's Baba? See, we grew up, we, even though I didn't grow up in a Chesidish neighborhood, but there were Yidin, there was Meilich, he actually has a son here in, 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 uh, in Cedars, there was a Yid Meilich, he was a Baba, you understand? He was a Baba without a beard. But he was a Baba, the Dhamma in his blood, he was a Baba, you know what I'm saying? That was kind of Yidin, the Baba, and his father was a Haisa Baba, and he was a Baba, oh, not blood, without a beard, but a Baba. And we saw that we live with that, the the, the, the lachaims, with everything with us in the in the dibur. But that the, the intelligent Jewish girls and the senior class in school, that one out of the whole class heard of the Baba Rebbe. I don't even know, I don't know what to make of that. It's not. It's just out of touch with our past. So I guess they have a course in Jewish history. They didn't get up to they didn't get up to Babav yet. I guess it might be by the Second Temple era. So you know, you're never going to meet a person from that time. It's an interesting thing. There's a lot, I'm not Indian, I was just talking to somebody, he was just telling me, uh, I was talking to Tom Kramer from Brazil, he was saying that also where he was as a kid, they were Polishes. Yeah. And there was a Polisher there that said, that said, yeah, yeah, he, he, he spoke about the Brazil, he's called the Umana, the Umana, the Umana Hasidim, the Umana Hasidim. But he says, Tom, they didn't talk. Yeah. It's an interesting thing. It's this, the, on this Indian, I don't know if this thing's written. It's such, a, it's such an important subject to understand this Indian. But the, this, this neighborhood, the frat, I mean, I don't know because I'm not, I don't know, I'm only I'm from Queens and I don't know, like, what's going on in all different places. I don't know what it's like in New Jersey and these places I, I pass by sometimes, you know, Teaneck or Englewood or, or other neighbors like Riverdale where Jews are. Uh, I, I don't know what it's like in these neighborhoods. But here, there's a very big lack of old Jews. It's missing. And the, the, kids are, the, the kids are suffering terribly from that. They don't know that they're suffering. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the scariest suffering of all. Mm-hmm. They don't know that. I mean, I, I, I feel it like all the time. Every time we have the Alta Kain Bracha walks in, you know, as Jechia says, and see, that the, and the, you know, an Alta Yid. An Alta Yid. But. Not just because I'm happy to thank God uh, he came back to shul again, he's okay, and he should come to some instance, but yeah, on many levels. But the, the, what's the outstanding characteristic of an Altiyid that, that we grew up with? He says, The outstanding, clearest thing about an Altiyid was always, My life is not my own. I'm not free to do what I want. I just thought, the kids are going crazy now because they have a million Havaminas. 
There are a million things like I could do as soon as I get away from these guys. I will. I will. By the Doha Yashin, it wasn't like that at all. And only people who grew up with the Doha know that they could crash and everything. But it was, this is the Mitzis, I'm a Yid. As you cut me, I'm a Yid. And there's no Indian of, of what it would be like to be not a Yid. What would it be like not to be not a Yid? This is the outstanding character trait of the Doha Yashin. He said, Not that there weren't problems in the old time. Of course there are problems. And it's not that people didn't go away also. In the old country, they weren't going away from Yiddishkeit. There was plenty of uh, defections. Plenty of defections. But Daskal didn't make a whole uh, revolution. And then and Zionism didn't. And then it didn't make a tumult. And there weren't defections. But I'm talking about the ones who survived. Who survived the upheaval of that craziness. World War One, that whole craziness after World War One, because that's really when Tascola, with all the talk about Tascola, it didn't make huge inroads in Yiddishkeit, but after World War One, from that time something started to fall apart. That that kufa of post World War One communism, secular Zionism, that kufa. But the survivors, is it ever possible that Lashana Chavshi the outstanding quality was to be marked on, on every tiny little dot and dash of the Shulchan Aruch. The Kutsu Shulchan like the little point of the Yud. But I understand that I don't understand it. That's what I have to do. But what's interesting is, even though there were to a large extent, they were less educated than us. The average from the old generation was less educated than us. Many of them didn't, weren't able to go to yeshiva after uh, they were young. They went to work. Or the, or the work came. But it's interesting. To be careful with every single din and every single halacha that they knew, but without the feeling of it being coercion and force. But this is who I am and this is what we do. It's a Kabbalah soul. But the Kabbalah soul didn't, didn't mean resentment. It didn't mean resentment and it didn't mean anger or resentment. I, ne- I never saw the kind of impatience with the old generation to get out of shul. I never saw that. We see with the young generation. My father's uncle was in his generation. I never saw the slightest snow on them uh, about the shul, how much to be in shul and not to be in shul. Shul is where you, you live in shul. You go home a little bit. Part, that's who you were. There wasn't a, it wasn't a feeling of fear. Like you see, like, you know, nowadays when people are in shuls, like you have to have the, the outside doors of shul locked and have guards with machine guns to prevent people from leaving. Before this, you know, before Adonai Elam or something, or when it comes to the rabbi's speech, with the Hasaga Musig to leave a Devatayra, a Musig that I remember when I was growing up, that would start and how my my father was every Shabbos ate his kishkas out about how then before the rabbi would talk, how the people start to, to run and they had to have these pushers by the door and and then with the kiddush clubs and all these things, that a Musig like that. To leave by half tire, to walk out by a divine tire, a musik. 
by an alter yid? If, it, if there was, it was a, it was a perversion. It was, a, it was a, somebody that was different. But that wasn't the mahalach. That wasn't the mahalach. And they had less time than we have. They had less hours free than we have, for, for the most part. The terrorist is. Never entered his thoughts that there's, another, that there's something else. That he has to keep everything in Shulchan Aruch without question. It was the teva. It was the nature of his soul. So what happened? What's changed? The, the teva of a Jew? It can't be. The Torah says that we have to get back to our Teva. The Teva of a Jew couldn't have changed. The Teva of a Jew, the nature of a Jew hasn't changed. So the Kabbalists all of the old generation was able to be with Tandig and with Hanar. And was able to be with Achiyas. Not Kfir. Not Force. Shekena Emesi, the last lunch, the truth is, Sha'amitas Hametzias, Shakol Ish Yisrael, the true reality of each Jew is Nishmasi Hakadosh, is his holy, is his Neshama. Well, let's go tell a kid nowadays in 10th grade that you should know that learning Torah is the most natural thing in the world for you. And the calling your girlfriend on the phone is the most unnatural thing. Tell the truth. <coughs> the most natural thing for you is to is to learn this thesis. It comes to you in the Shama Kedosh. And you're in the Shama Kedosh is telling you, the most natural thing for you to do is to never call your girlfriend back again. He thinks that you're out of your mind. You're from another planet. The most natural thing on earth for me to do is to call my girlfriend, and the least natural thing on earth for me to do is to sit here listening to these rabbis who can't make up their minds. That's the least natural thing on earth for me to do. And that feeling is causing uh, major defections. Defection doesn't mean you have to run out. It means they're sitting in yeshiva defecting from yeshiva. Eventually, it shows up in different ways. The eventually is nowadays happening sooner than later. But the etzim of a Jew is the neshama kadosh, is the helig and neshama of a Yid. Shechelik lokomim al mamish, umimena, and from the and from that chelik lokom al, from that chelik lokar, from the neshama of a Jew, neveya hergish or haregish hativi, the whole ish yisrael shulba by lusos hakadosh baruch hu, it should naturally flow from the neshama kadosh of a Yid. That the most natural thing for me is that I'm. I'm under the bylaws of Hakadosh Baruch Hu. That he's the he's the boss. That, and that's natural. That's natural. I'm comfortable with it. You're not you're comfortable with anything that's, that's natural. You're comfortable with it. It's your nature. You're comfortable with your nature. You're, you're uncomfortable with things that are unnatural. You're comfortable with things that are natural for you. It's your nature. The nature of a Jew is elokus. So why why are you uncomfortable davening? Why are you uncomfortable in shul? Why are you uncomfortable learning? Why are you uncomfortable? Why are you, why are you comfortable doing God forbid even avayers? Or doing things that are... Uh, 
The Al Malchus is not coercion and force. The Al Malchus is Nirgash Amoik Amoik Benavshel. It's felt deep, deep in the nefesh of a Jew. That part inside of us that's God, that's godly, that part, the Chelek Lokamimal, the part of us that's godly inside does not need to understand why God told us to put on sitzes or to keep shabbos. It doesn't need that. It doesn't need it. It doesn't need it. It's good. To, it's nice. And it's exciting to know. But it doesn't need to know. It doesn't need to know. The same way you have... I mean, as a muscle that you see with a husband and wife, that, that sometimes, you know, you see this a lot, that that one of the, the husband, the wife, wants to do something, have some, and it makes, the, it makes the wife happy, or it makes the husband happy, and it's such a hismagdus. And I always say, so, forget about, because they don't understand, why is this important to you? That's always, why is it important to you? Why is it important to you? Why do you, why do you want that? Why is it important to you? So I always say to the person, and they have an argument that she feels, but why is it important to you? What's, why is it important to you? You have, you have people that every single, if the wife wants to get something, everything, why? And she has to make a, she has to write down a whole, a whole parish, a whole thing to explain and to give to someone, why I need to get the one. I'm not talking about a person who can't afford, of course, it's a different, but at all different levels of life. Why is it important to you? Forget that. Forget trying to understand. Because this this effort that's been made for men to understand women and women to understand men has been a very, very big failure. This doesn't I love you. And therefore, if that's something that makes you happy, I want to do that for you. But I enjoy doing it for you. Because it makes you happy. It's an interesting idea, isn't it? Think about it. But why do you, why is this important to you? Once once she has to tell you the shot of why it's important, the ready is for following. You understand? And this is this is a big, big problem. Why is it important to me? Forget it. It's not important to me. You lose your whole cheshik. You never heard arguments like this? You never don't, you don't have to raise your hand. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Why is it important? It goes both ways. With the wife, the husband wants to go learn. I had the same thing. Why is it the, the woman? Why is, it, why is it important to him to learn that extra? Why is it? Why is it important? He, he, he enjoys it. Make it, it makes him happy. So don't you want him to be happy? I'm fine if he's happy. I just want to understand. What do you want to understand? If you understand it, that's nice. That's extra. But you don't need to understand it. That need to understand is always fear. It's in a relationship with this coercion and force. It's always a relationship with this coercion and force. With this ahava, with this love, you don't need to understand. If you understand, that's nice. And if you don't understand, that's also okay. In certain ways, it's higher. In many ways, it's higher. This gives you pleasure. You can ask, 
with a, with a child a person does because if you figure a child's not about seichus so you don't have to the child doesn't explain it to you why do you want to stay up a little bit later <coughs> their, their parents are told things like that why and the, and the kids, I don't know why I just want to and and of course parents have to be careful the children should be raised in a healthy normal way it shouldn't be hefka but but when a child is raised having to explain everything in his life to the parents and the, and the parent can't understand what it means to be a child just to want something and the child might inside of himself somehow understand what that means and if not he also say it gives him pleasure if it's not something that hurts him of course the things that hurt a child you have to be careful but I'm saying stem to always have to explain that's not ahava ahava when there's a when there's a kesha the nafshi then einot tzarech lahav and lahasim. Inside each and every Jew, there's a chelik lekamimau. There's godliness. That that part of God inside of us doesn't need to understand. It doesn't need to go to seminars and have explanations. It doesn't need to have anybody standing over us with a stick. Zui mahusavatz musai. Liyaz dovuk belakus aydei tarimus The essence of a Jew. It's whole mahus, the metzius of a Jew, is to be attached to God through Tarimitzus. Obemela, Yesh l'odem Yisrael chiyus va'oinah bekabalas amachus Yisrael. It's a chiyus and an oinig that you have in serving the Baruch Shalom, without necessarily understanding. When it's bam, it's a kabbalas all that we're going to learn about kabbalas all. When you when you're connected to the chelak lokamimal, when you see when when you when when a, when a husband loves his wife and the wife gets something new in the house or for herself that he couldn't care less he doesn't know what thing from that but he sees that she has a, she that she enjoys it it's a the husband not not all right this time you can get it to see that the person that you love is happy so you don't think it's such a harsh of a thing. That's not a hava. That's not a hava. M- much, much of the machlekes and problems of Shalom Bayis is soiver of this nakuda, revolves around this nakuda, because they can't understand each other. Because a man can't understand a woman, and a woman can't understand a man. Period. They could try to understand, but they can't understand Bamas because it's this chesed and gvur don't understand each other. Teferis means a hava. Teferis is Ahava. Teferis. Ahava means I don't need to understand. There's something that's higher than understanding. And when there's something higher than understanding, then Chesed and Gvur can live till 120 with respect and with love. But when, but when this side stands for this and this side stands for that, and there's no Ahava, then it means I have to understand. And if the wife has to understand the husband, or the husband has to understand the wife, it's a very. You understand? That's already more to understand. More. Same way with the child, to understand the child. Even though that we should understand because we were children. Male uh, husband can't understand a wife because it was never a woman, she was never a man. But a children, we were all children. But it's a pella, how we forgot that too. It's amazing how many times my wife had to remind me, my dead children. A couple of times a day. <laughs> Still, they're children. They're children. They, they weren't born as, as 28-year-old 
big bali avayda. They're children. What kind of child? She's already seven years old. She's a child. It's a child. And to understand, ahava means you don't have to understand. You have to experience, but you don't have to understand. It's inside of a Jew. That's the old generation. They're comfortable who they, who they were. That's who they were. That by keeping mitzvahs, I am satisfying and, satisfying and satiating and giving over to the essence of who I am. I'm not doing something that's outside of myself and artificial to me. That's when you get angry and resentful. I'm spending all this time doing something for somebody else. When, you, when do you feel happy? When you're doing something for yourself. Every, every minute of Torah and every minute of a mitzvah is doing something for you. For what? For the mahus and the atzmas of who you are. But if you don't feel that Yiddish guy is the mahus and atzmas of who you are, then you're always doing it for somebody else. I'm doing it for my parents. I'm doing, I'm doing it for my rabbi. I'm doing it because my <laughs> grandfather was killed in the Holocaust because he was a Jew. But, but you're always doing it for somebody else. That's a tragedy. That's a tragedy. All right, honey, we'll stay together because of the kids. That's a tragedy. Yeah, people hate each other. What? Because of the kids. It's a couple also. And there's something to respect in that. They don't, want to, they don't want to hurt the children. We'll stay together because of the kids. It's a Kabbalah's all. That's the Tachlis. That's what means Kabbalah's all. The wife is a chitzayni, the husband is a chitzayni. And because of the children, we'll stay together. It's a chitzayni. There's no chiz, there's no tanik. There's no chiz, no tanik. People, two people sit together across the table. They don't talk to each other for 40 years. No chiz, a tanik. But, it's a Kabbalah soul. So that's the relationship to have with the Kaddish Baruch. When you sit together across the table for 40 years, 120 years, not talk to each other. We're going to learn, and we have to understand that avoid and kabbalas amachus shemaim and the simcha and simcha and chiz b'avoid. It's not a tattoo It's not. A, it's not a contradiction. Kabbalas all and chiz and tanig and simcha is not a contradiction. It's a big mitzvah for us to understand that and to tell it to our children and grandchildren and to scream it on the streets and to hang it up on the on the, on the schools. Kasha chaytrim leemis. When we penetrate into the truth, and we feel, we get to the inside and we feel the Neshama Kedosh inside of us, then Yeshchiyas Vatanik, then is the biggest Chiyas, the biggest pleasure. There's no greater pleasure. We Ebed Hashem, to be an Ebed Hashem, we attain as Atzmael and to give yourself over to Elokus. And that's why the Rashad in this country is going to tell us about be careful what you're looking at. And what you're hearing, but it's not mitakviya. It's not the Rebbe's not coming to He's coming and, and uh, coercion is mitak giving yourself over to elokus and to come to that place of the neshama kedosh. Okay, so are we interested in continuing? Uh, I'm interested. <laughs> I, read, I, I read it already, but it's, it's <laughs> no, We're going to continue this next week. <laughs>